friends. It's lunchtime. Hello, friends, indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lunch Break Show. I am Josh in studio with Matt and Zach. Anna's in the back doing very important work for us right now. Uh, we have a special guest in studio, Steli and uh, Pedro. So, guys, I, I saw the tables outside. I saw people lining up. I saw the thing. I was hoping for free food, but it turns out <laughs> there was no free food. I, I was lured in with the hopes of some, of some delicious treats, but instead... You guys are out there, and you're doing a charity walk today? Uh, yes, we are doing uh, what is called uh, National Walking Days, an event uh, sponsored by the American Heart Association. usually takes place in the first um, week of April, the first Wednesday of April. Um, we at, at, at Miss Energy like promote um, our employees' health and well-being, so we sponsor. We do a, our own National Walking Day event every year. Um, normally, we do it about the same time, but for um, some events, we would like, to, like I said, we were taking care of our customers at the beginning of the month, so we just pushed the event back sure. uh, three weeks, and then uh, we're doing it today. Do you guys office out of this building, or you just happen to just uh, work together with them last year? Or like, how did that work? Um, well, we do this we do this event every uh, every year, so yeah, um, and it's comprised of all our employees um, in Tower Three and Tower Two. Oh, okay, Got yeah, it. I know the office out of here because uh, they take up. There's some. I thought I found a clever little cove for parking. Uh, but turns out the Atmos trucks have also found that clever little cove to park to get straight in the back way to the office. Uh, it's where Matt and I try to try to park all the time, but the Atmos trucks speed us to it. So <laughs> I know you guys' office out of here. Uh, so now you guys are just walking around the little pond out here in front of like Tower One and Tower Two. Yeah, it's 0.3 miles around the around the little course there around the pond. Um, National Walking Day is emphasized that you walk 20 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. As to emphasize the importance of uh, of walking for your heart, for your health, uh, it's part of our wellness program at Atmos. We encourage our employees to be as healthy as possible, so we put this on every year. And you probably didn't see us last year because you were upstairs, I think. Yeah, we were on the fifth floor last. So we've yeah. only yes. been in our new studio for the last few right. few weeks. So you're right here months. at ground level where yep. you can where you can see everything. But this is usually where it takes place every April. Well, that that's great. You know, it's it's good to see companies who invest in their employees and invest in and help this. And it's a beautiful day outside, so it couldn't have worked out any better for you guys. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, and I appreciate all the things that you guys are doing uh, for employee relations and improving health, and for giving back to the American Heart Association. Thank thanks, you, guys. All right, appreciate it. Uh, Thank a quick you. break. When we come back, we have another special guest in uh, Johnny Quinn, the U.S. Olympian.
I, I, I try to pull the Olympic sound. That is what? not what that, that what is. What is this? <laughs> it said Olympic theme music. It is not what it is. Hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> give, give it a second. Play it again. Yeah. I want to hear this. Olympics 2018 intro. But that is not in any way what I wanted it to be. Um, what did because, I mean, you weren't in the 2018. You were in the 2018. I was in 2014, 2014 over in Sochi, Russia. But I don't... Sochi. Yeah, Sochi. Do they, have a, do they change the theme music all the time, or is it just well, bad luck no, on my the, part? Uh, the, well, the Olympic theme, theme the, the, song like for the, the U.S. Drums. is all the same. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. You can find it. Yeah, here, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. You got it? Yeah, let's hear it. Capital and, of course, it's a Capital commercial for Capital One. Ah, Capital One. Fail again. Well done. Well done on the lunch break. There it, there it is. There it is. That sounds yes. nice. Yes. Yes. Oh. A buttoned up crew. That's here. music to my ears. Yeah, Johnny, you have you have come to a buttoned up show. All professionals, trained and highly organized. That's I love true. it. Uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to what you got going on. Okay. I saw some things that you can't reveal yet. Some some, <laughs> some top secret stuff that comes out next sure, month. That's right. Uh, we're not going to push you too hard for any any sort of hints or teases. Okay. Um, but tell me, you know, uh, did, it, did it feel weird this year watching uh, than it was last year when you were actually competing? Well, it, it was. Um it was a different experience, but I tell you what, to, to be a spectator this go around and, and support the United States and, and you know, watch our, our men and women go after medals and, and represent our country and wear the red, white, and blue, you know, all that's the same. And the excitement, the energy, the emotion. So it was fun to be a spectator this go around because I knew exactly what everybody was experiencing. Yeah. Uh, did you see anything that like surprised you? Because the I think the U.S. did better in fourteen than they did in the eighteen. Uh, anything surprises you of any sort of reasons why? Well, I think you know overall in the medal count, you're right. We did do better. I think we finished fourth or fifth mm-hmm. in, in, in twenty eighteen. Um, no, no surprises. You know the beauty about competition is that everybody's training for this moment, right? Once every four years, you've got your Olympic Games, you have your moment, and so it's neat to see that the athletes step up. And I remember Sean White's. Uh, right, gold medal run there mm-hmm. in in the half pipe, and how impressive was that for him to you know lead all the way down to the the last run, and then then a competitor knocked him into second, and then he takes his final run and wins that third gold medal in his career. It was unbelievable. Yeah, wow. At what at what age do you go? All right. I want to be a Olympic athlete. What 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 age? I, I've obviously missed that time frame for me to go. All right, it's time. It's hey, never, well, it's never too late, you never know. It's never too late. Bobsledders get a little bit uh, later start in life. So um, I watched a lot of cool runnings over and over. No, I'm kidding. It's a good place to start. Yeah. 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 You know, it was a um, my football career when I turned pro did not go the way I anticipated, and through some unexpected opportunities for bobsled to come up. You know, to be a, a, a guy that played football, grew up in Texas where we have no snow, and then represent our country in a winter Olympic sport, it's, yeah. it, it was a unique journey. I've heard that a lot for certain sports. You, you could have not had years and years and years of training, sure. but just be a superb athlete. Well, I think my football background, you know, lifting all those weights, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting beat up on the field, you know, hits, things like that is very similar to bobsled when you crash. So from a physical standpoint, I, I was, you know, my makeup as a football player helped me. And then I also ran track in college. And so to understand how to warm up your body properly, and especially in cold weather, mm-hmm. right, when it's minus 20 degrees, how to warm up properly. So it was interesting to see my training as a football player, as a track and field sprinter, 
parlay into becoming an Olympic bobsledder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stories that came out of the Sochi, uh, you know, the, the Sochi Olympic Games were the conditions of sure. the housing and players being stuck in dorms sure. and those kind of things. Uh, did you notice any of that on, on your end, or was it a pretty— Well, you know, overall, the Russians did a good job of holding a safe and successful Olympics. Mm-hmm. We did run into some construction issues. You know, I, ran, I had a small uh, uh, minor problem with my bathroom door <laughs> that I had yeah. to break down. Yeah. But, you know, hey, other than that, it, it was a great Olympic Games. I had my family come over. Uh, my fiance at the time is now my wife. She was there. It was just, it was awesome to have you know the people sure. um, closest to you over there and, and at that competition. You you were the Olympian that broke down that yeah. bathroom door. I was. was. That's where I've seen your name before. Yeah. How was that getting swept up in social media? Because that was a thing. Well, that had I have no, yeah, have I known uh, breaking down a door in Russia would have you know created <laughs> that much excitement? I would have kept some of that door. Well, yeah. yeah. How did that? How did that happen exactly? Somebody took a photo and yeah, posted somewhere. I, and then... Well, I, I I ended up breaking out of the door. I saw there was a giant hole in the door, so I took a picture to go show the USOC and say, "Hey guys, you know, ran into an issue with my door." Um, and then I put it on social media, and it just went crazy. 28,000 retweets in 24 hours, seen by an estimated 10 million people around the world. Have you ever had that kind of pickup on something Never. you posted? First time. Have you ever had it since? No. <laughs> I mean, that's how going viral goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's no, exactly. I, that's yeah, exactly out of, out of right. the Olympics, yeah, you mentioned the door. I'm like, I remember that, the yeah. bathroom door thing. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is wild. Yeah. Uh, so now, obviously you're not going to share, uh, but Sarah is asking online. Okay. Uh, she goes, please ask Johnny if he can give us a hint on his big announcement for May 15th. Uh, have you prepared, May 15th. Have you pre- prepared a hint? Well, here's the deal. And I posted a picture yesterday. Okay. You know, the, the the three most common guesses. I've got this announcement coming out May 15th. If you're not connected with me on social media, jump on there. All, pl- all my handles are at Johnny Quinn USA. And the top three guesses so far. Number one, running for political office. Okay. Number two, becoming a suit model. And number, <laughs> number three, launching my own, own podcast. These are all great guesses. But we need a couple more in the hopper, so that's as much as I can give. Uh, we've got some great feedback. So you're not not even denying the guesses. You're just saying they're great guesses. I'm just saying they're great guesses, <laughs> and, and we're having a lot of fun with it. May 15th is going to be a great day uh, on, on what I'm going to uh, announce on that day. I like that as somebody who's – I like to think of myself as a professional podcaster. Uh, podcasting makes top three. That's pretty good. There you good. go, right? Hey, yeah, 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 it's yeah. turning into something. Yeah. It's taking on a life of its own. A movement, Josh. Yeah. So now we're getting in. I want to ask you about the company that, that you run, which yes. is an insurance company. Yes, yes. Uh, so you come back from Bob's heading and you go, all right, time to time to get into business. Why choose insurance? Well, it was interesting. When I got back from the Olympics, so I, I, I speak full time. I travel the mm-hmm. country. I got a brand called Think Like an Olympian. So I speak to a lot of sales teams, right? I do a lot of annual conferences, quarterly meetings. I speak to a lot of teams. And when an opportunity came up with farmers insurance, Mm-hmm. to take over an existing book of business, and, and what a brand to be behind. Um, it, it made sense. It made sense for me. It made sense for my family to uh, have a product that I believe in with a company that I believe in. And I've got a staff of five. Uh, we're rocking and rolling, and we're just loving life. Things are good. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but that, but that, that was why, just because with the brand that you have, it just kind of seemed like an, a, a, a logical fit. It was. You know, the beauty about owning an insurance agency, you know, in Texas, is that I can write business all over the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And so, although I grew up in the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex, I've have ample contacts here. Uh, we're writing business in Austin and Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, all across uh, you know the great state of Texas. So that that's one of the neat things um, is being able to help any client across the state of Texas with their insurance needs. That that, that is great. Uh, I'm going to have a guess for the that I think it definitely could be a political future. <laughs> the way that you present yourself, that's I, too funny. I, I'm seeing I'm seeing a political future. <laughs> you know, insurance entrepreneur, Olympian, suit model also <laughs> also could be a thing. Uh, and I hope for the podcast, Johnny. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, again, if you have any feedback that you want to give, you go to it's Johnny Quinn USA. JohnnyQuinnUSA.com. That's my website, and then on any social media handle at Johnny Quinn USA. All right, Johnny, we're going to take a quick break. We come back with one more guest. We're back to back with guests today. Uh, one more guest to talk to you guys about. That's coming up on the lunch break.
right here on the lunch break. And I gotta be honest, I'm sitting in the host seat. I don't know if I've ever, if I've done this on a lunch break. I think maybe once far once back in maybe. the the way behind or wherever. I'm looking forward to it. I gotta be honest. Uh, I've been working my way up this rung and uh, up the ladder, up the rungs of the ladder, I should say. And I'm finally here, and uh, I'm gonna make some big changes. All right, things are gonna happen now. Now that Josh is out of here, no, <laughs> throwing out the format. Jo it's right. Josh took a step out of the studio, and we locked the door, and he's not coming back. He is coming back, actually. He'll be back. Oh, he's coming back right now. Hi, Josh. Anyway, before he gets back in here and rips me out of this seat, Anna, <laughs> welcome to the show. Wanted to oh, introduce hello you. There, yeah. I also wanted to introduce our guest for this segment, Mark A. Byer Smith from Andre Associates PC. Mark, how's it going? How's it going? It's going great. Business is good, and we enjoy being here. Thanks for having us. I wanted to ask first things first because we've had a couple guests in so far. It's a very guest-heavy segment on the lunch break. Sure, yeah, uh, people love it. It's the yes. uh, trending show of the day. It's true. We've had Atmos Energy about a charity walk. We've had Johnny. About the Olympics and an announcement coming up, and now we've got you, Mr. Byersmith. And I want to ask first thing: How'd you get tangled up in this whole thing? Because uh, I've, I've been stuck in here doing the show. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, people are just coming in. I don't know what's happening. It's a conveyor belt of guests. So how, how'd you get tangled up in the lunch break? Well, there was a uh, another filming called the boardroom, and uh, your CEO was there, a fellow panelist with me, and. He asked me for lunch and, and surprised me by really throwing me on air here. All so. right. Well, first off, I'm sorry, and welcome <laughs> to the show. I'd like to apologize on behalf of Jeff Crilly, of course, if are my favorite CEO. Tell me about Andre Associates PC. Yes, we have three areas of practice. Uh, we have tax practice, and, mm -hmm. and those people are trying. They thought they were going to sleep today, but based on y what happened yesterday, yes, they have to wait till tomorrow to sleep. So uh, yeah, I, I hear wish there them were well. there were issues with the with the tax w uh, the IRS website. Is that what we're that that's what we yeah. hear? Yes, yes, and they're hoping to to get on the other side of that by midnight tonight, and and we probably won't see them tomorrow. They'll be in bed sleeping. <laughs> Well, what, are your, what are your other two areas? Uh, we do consultation. We do a lot of consulting work uh, in the M&A, raising money, uh, various areas of uh, consulting in the finance area. Okay. And we also do what is called the testation work, which you would think of as taking a look at financial statements. And so tax season this year, obviously, you got a lot going on. Do you work primarily with kind of individuals or corporations, or where do you land on that? Yes, my, my two partners handle that business. Uh, okay. They do uh, both individual and corporate, and they're separated by such. Gotcha. And so this year for tax season, like Matt said, there's been some weird delays. Normally taxes cut off on the 15th, right? That's correct. This no, year it ran to the 17th, and yeah. we're getting an extra day. You're getting an extra day. So you, you got an extra day to borrow your money and make your payments. Right. Very convenient. <laughs> how, do, how does that happen exactly? Because as a consumer, I don't really know. It just seemed kind of nice to get an extension. Uh, yeah. Why is that? Uh, my partners would be very better able to answer these questions, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Please do. Um, essentially, what, what they did last night is uh, uh, sent you to the vendors to get them uh, filed so they could set your payments. Mm-hmm. And then they had other uh, options for payments, uh, which was the major issue from yesterday. All right. And how'd you get tangled up in finance, of all things? Of all things Mark Byersmith could do? You just yeah. hadn't, like numbers? What was that? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah. S somewhat emotional. Okay. Uh, really? Ooh, we went in uh, you don't think emotion when it comes to math. I gotta be, at least I don't, other than... Yeah, crying and. I was know. gonna say it, it brings dark emotions to me. I didn't go to math I school. <laughs> no, so I lost my dad when I was young oh, uh, wow. to cancer, and um, we had my mom had six kids at home, and I was at the university with my older brother, mm -hmm. and I was majoring in, in this subject matter that is near and dear to teachers' hearts, which is mathematics and computer science. Mm -hmm. And my older brother, who was watching over me as dad, said, <laughs> "You know, it's, it's really nice to be an egghead." Um, but at some point you're gonna have to make a living, so why don't you find something practical to do with your skill set? 
And so uh, my junior year at the university, I started taking accounting courses, and the rest is history. Went on to grad school in accounting and became certified, as you can see, and away we went. Right. Well, I went to radio school, so I think what you did is certainly <laughs> practical. Yeah, It worked out. I'd say you've probably got this just about all laced up. So why would somebody reach out to you guys? What, what would they need exactly? Uh, e- either they need their taxes to be done, mm-hmm. or they need to grow their business, or they need to have their financial statements looked at for some regulatory purpose, or borrowing money, looking for equity, that kind of nature. All right, and I want to know, uh, you've got two partners. Seems like things are working out for you. You're at a board meeting. You're talking to Jeff Crilly. You've got CEOs in your pocket. What's next for Mark Byersmith? What's coming up over the horizon? Well, our, our first goal every day is to take care of our clients, um, and we try to do that. And our, we're one of the fastest-growing firms in Dallas, and we uh, want you to come to us, and we'll solve your problems for you. How can fans of the Lunch Break get a hold of you guys if they want to find out more? Yes, there is a website, www.andrea.com. CPA.com. You can go there and pick up our number and let us know where you are. You can click on it and send something and we'll get back with you. Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show. When we come back from this break, I want to find out why Josh had the the Jurassic Park theme on his computer. (laughs) Ready to go. He's got got it queued up. Yeah, I think it's still playing actually. No, he he muted it. But I don't know what he's got cooked up next. I'm sure he's going to kick me out of this. I'm excited. Uh, so we'll be right back with more of the lunch break right after this. Just gonna play the intro. do a quick apology uh so what happened yeah. in that outbreak is that johnny quinn goes hey can i have a quick tour mm-hmm. and i didn't i when a u.s olympian asked you to do something uh hey, you I, do it right I, or he's gonna break do down a door right yeah here. plus yeah plus plus atmos was like hey where do i put these free lunches <laughs> so i got i got sidetracked by the u.s olympian free lunches as you can tell, our, I do have a sandwich sitting in yeah, here. Yeah, so this we looks, all have sandwiches. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, have, yeah, Atmos gave us free lunch. Um, so I got I got sidetracked. I'm like, hey, I'll do it. Instead of saying, hey, someone else take Johnny right. Quinn upstairs. Um, I, I had a I had a momentary lapse of, of 
proper judgment. Yeah. And I put you guys in an awkward awkward position, and I apologize. You put me in the host seat. That is lack, lack yeah. of judgment. Yeah, no, that, no, was no, a, no. Not, that was not, a mistake. Not you in the host seat, but going, hey, uh, we're back in 10 seconds. Interview uh, that guy. <laughs> I, that's, that's an unfair place to put you, and I apologize. I don't want to sell Mr. Mark Byersmith or anybody else we've ever had on this show down the river, but hear me out. Is Johnny Quinn the biggest guest we've had so far? I think by, it might be. By far. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say by far. Hey, but U.S. Olympians. We had Hunter from Ben and Jerry's, all right? He almost that's had true. ice cream. Like, that, that could have yeah. been anything. If Hunter brought ice cream, right. then it's a, that's a game Talk. changer. That might have been <laughs> it. Yeah, sure. no ice cream, it's done. We had a cocktail on the show once. That was a good time. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and uh, cupcakes. The point is, uh, we're getting Olympians on the show now, so this this could go anywhere. Yeah. And yes, if he had asked me to be a guest uh, or to, to give him a tour, I would have done it. Yeah. It's true. I, I should have. I should have thought through it. And I would have given a great tour. Um, it would, but but instead I would. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey guys, do the show without me. I'll be back. I was still, Let me I, just abandon all responsibility yeah, for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I, my fault entirely. <laughs> Lack of judgment. And as soon as I got halfway up the stairs, I was like, that was stupid. I'm, that I'm, was really, really, really dumb. I'm a little uh, self conscious. How how was my little host segment? Are you okay? I kind of stumbled, fine. but yeah, yeah it, it came fine. off all right. No, you did fine. Thanks. You put, there we go. You would put yeah. there in the I spot. I did it. Fine. Yeah. Here we go. Perfect. Oh, wait, I didn't have it up. Oh, come on now. Uh-oh. Aww. Yeah, there you go. So, hey, hey, um, hey, I wanted to ask, why did why did you have the Jurassic Park theme pulled up on your computer? It was an accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Well, that was From quite the, the tease. <laughs> I told people something was coming. I was like, I don't know what Josh well, has well, we next, but stay tuned. Yeah. What I Nothing. do want to talk about is this story that was in the New York Times. Right. New York Times had a story about uh, the Saints cheerleader who is uh, having a EEOC lawsuit against the New Orleans Saints. E-E-O-C. Yeah. So uh, behind me, you'll see a photo of her and the photo in question. Uh, so, on stream, we'll see probably it here on in just stream. a moment. Yeah. yeah. Long, yep. long story short, uh, the there's a lot of rules to being a cheerleader in the NFL. Uh, they're very strict with how you operate, how you handle yourself, what you can and cannot say, what you can and cannot do. Yes. Uh, she had her Instagram on private. She said in the article, I was in a one-piece bathing suit, and they fired me for being in a one-piece bathing suit. The, sh- the photo that you're seeing on stream yeah. uh, here momentarily um, is not a one-piece bathing suit. So the one, on the, yeah, the one on the right is the photo that was posted on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, I'm going to put your camera up so I can see. No, no, it's, it's, no, it's, on, it's stream. on stream. Well, I meant when he's talking. You know, it's fine. Yeah, I yes, won't worry right about there, it. I won't stress over uh, it. So it's one of, the, one of those deals that they, um, they said that the contract she signed said that she cannot pose uh, in nude, semi-nude, or inappropriate, which is one of those like all-encompassing blanket v- vague enough to fire someone exactly. for any reason sure. necessary. So her thing was, I had it set to set to private, so I shouldn't be bound by those same rules. But if anyone can see an Instagram post, it is no longer private. Once you put it online on social media, I don't care how strict your filters are, you just have to have one friend. And it's no longer private. Exactly. Right. And plus, it once once you put it in there, what, what's her veto on the people that actually follow her on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she could be the that person that's kind of like, oh, well, I'll accept every other person. Sure. Yeah. S- set on private, but still accept people. So, so. The, 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 like, the crux or, or the, um, the whole like, point to her argument is she says that these rules are, quote, put in place, according to the organization, to protect... Um, the cheerleaders from the athletes, but they put all the onus uh, on the cheerleaders 
to avoid the male football players. Mm-hmm. So some of the rules are if they walk into a restaurant and they see an NFL player, a, a Saints player, they have to walk out. If they're at the restaurant, but this is hilarious to see this on the back and everyone walking by just staring <laughs> at the screen. Smile and wave, gang. Uh, yeah. You know, if they if they're eating at a restaurant and an NFL player walks in, they have to check out and leave. Um, and I think the cheerleader those, has to leave. The cheerleader has to leave. Oh wow! Wait, uh, cheerleaders and athletes so can't be in no, the same place. There's no fraternization. Uh, really? And I I because I, my my wife and I were having this conversation yesterday. I was like, I this came from somewhere. They didn't just like invent this rule. Right. This came from a, oh no, we didn't go to the restaurant together. I was already there, and then he met me. Like it's just one of those deals. It's designed to protect both people. It's designed to protect the players. It's designed to protect the cheerleaders. It's just one of those deals. If you if you sign up for an organization, and the only frame of reference I have are the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, and it may just be a bias, but I think that they're a pretty big brand. They're known throughout at least the United States, and I think sure. in a lot of other countries as well, as being a known entity of their own. And there are a lot of strict rules and guidelines that they have to follow. And those rules and guidelines are probably put in place to prevent people who just wanted to be around multi-million dollar athletes. Mm-hmm. And so to avoid that drama, here's the deal. If you want to be a cheerleader, great. Here are the rules, systems, and places. Because the thing is, they don't get paid much. They get paid, I think it's like 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour. They make next to nothing. Amanda right? and Samantha both made that point in the comments. Yeah, they, they don't get paid a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing it for either two things. One, because they love dancing and they love being a cheerleader, which is great. Or they're doing it for other motives, which I won't, I won't fill in the blanks. Um, what, what? Was that a... That is a drastic comment. You no, had. I was just confused. Other well, you mean like, like like they're trying to get next to like Tony Romo, or trying to get next to they're like, trying to get noticed, trying to get noticed. By oh, other people. I thought other motives like they just like being a cheerleader. Well, yeah, that's the first one. Except they they like to dance, they it, like to it, cheer. It, pardon my innocence. I apologize. Yeah, I, I hadn't um, considered that they wanted to make a connection or anything. But even the other one of them, because you can't use the Saints or the Cowboys logos for for any sort of like ulterior motives. You can't. Uh, be around and, and use the brand of the Saints or of the Cowboys. Somebody's throwing a lot of angry faces oh, so, on the comments. So, so, Are you seeing these? Oh, the God, they're still coming. It's, pro- yeah. it's probably some. I think it's Samantha sure Knight. It yeah. So my, but my thing is, is this is, is the same thing that happened to me when I was uh, entry level at iHeartMedia. I was you know handing out pins and, and stickers at, at concerts. Uh-huh. They had the same rules. As a part-time promotions person, yeah. you cannot engage with talk to approach on on-air talent the same rule applied it's fine but like okay i have a lot of complicated feelings about this, uh, well, this you, josh just went on a long spiel there's a lot to yeah. unpack there yeah Wait, there, there's ahead. a lot of different angles first off well no matt you started the point go ahead yeah well, take, one, it, take it away okay, let's take it back to the very beginning her, yes. her argument that her instagram account was private and therefore she shouldn't be beholden to whatever rules uh-huh. whether they be valid or invalid i think is not true like just because you have a private instagram account doesn't mean that other people can't see that and again like anna said who knows what her filter is as far as allowing people on her instagram account so right i Bre- think that doesn't hold water break this down for me if an instagram account is private that means what you can't see it publicly you can't just see you can't just search her and see it you have to she friend. has to allow you to follow her okay 
Um, All right, so that that is limited public view, I guess. That's fair. Right, but they're still out there, and people could share them or screenshot them or do whatever. And Right, if any if any one of her friends screenshotted it and posted it somewhere, yeah. boom, it's public. Like, yeah, you're, you're exactly. a hop, skip, and a jump away from public. Exactly. So okay. that, that doesn't hold water. Now, the idea that what she posted, which, again, I'll put up on stream for folks to reference, the idea that what she posted is any more... Uh, suggestive or racy than what a normal cheerleader wear is or b anything else that she posted on her instagram in mm -hmm. a swimsuit or anything like that is ridiculous i think like if they're using this picture again the one on the right if they're using this picture as a case against her i think that's ludicrous like i i think you know like you have cheerleaders they're going to pose in swimsuits they're going to pose in their cheerleading outfits yeah like you have to, that's part of the gig right like that's that's and and to to consider that to be somehow too suggestive to be a cheerleader in the nfl i think is a little bit prude i i agree samantha pointed out in the comments that she's clearly showing less like more skin in her cheerleader suit than she is in the bathing sure. suit i agree at least it's the same amount very quickly <laughs> Devil's advocate, it's not about how much skin is shown, it's about which skin is shown where, right? That's what that is. And, and the thing is, is like that's Saints Apparel. So whenever you sign a contract, and just, again, I'm going back to the only thing that I actually know, which is iHeart. When you sign a contract to work for a company, so I sign a contract as, as a personality to work for a company, they theoretically own the branding of you. So if they're saying, hey, you're allowed to wear this, when you're in Saints attire at a Saints organization and those kind of things. It's, it's like you're a model. You are a representation of us. Now, outside of what we condone as appropriate, you can't do any other action. So here's my problem with that is just because it's in a contract doesn't mean it's right. Like it, it takes people to challenge this stuff. If this woman was fired because of this, because of what she's posting on her Instagram, I think she ought to challenge the idea that well, okay, so you you want us to go out there. She makes the point that the NFL cares about their players more than the cheerleaders, yes. which I think is an argument that can be made. Like, obviously, the, the NFL players, if there weren't NFL players, there wouldn't be the NFL. I get that. But they have cheerleaders for a reason, right? They don't, they don't put nobody out there. They have cheerleaders for a reason, so they're important to the product as well. They're, they're maybe not the same amount, but they are important to the product. They shouldn't be disrespected just because they're cheerleaders. They're out on the field entertaining fans in, a, in another way. But how is saying don't pose nude, semi-nude, or inappropriate? She's in a lacy, see-through, like what looks like negligee. What is the difference? What is the difference between that and and this and her Saints outfit? Because like, the Saints outfit looks like to me a two-piece bathing suit, a very weird two-piece bathing suit. The other thing looks like something you would wear on your honeymoon when you're about to be intimate with maybe, someone. Yes, else. Yes, it's a bathing suit that looks more like lingerie. That's, that is still, not a, that is not a bathing suit. That that would crumble in in water. So so, so, one, so one has sexual undertones? Is that what we're and that's getting what, at here? That's what I'm saying. Like, right. So if you're using that to brand yourself, what they're saying is you can't do both. You can't build your brand. As you have to allow that. Like, that's that's my problem. You have to allow You don't have you to allow You pay them that. nothing to go out there and, and dance for you. You expect them to go practice. You expect them to go to events. Mm -hmm. You pay them next to nothing. Like, the... The only benefit to that job is that you get to brand yourself as I was a cheerleader. Therefore, maybe you can get modeling contracts. Maybe you can do some do some sort of uh, you can have some sort of promotion yep. att attached or the, do or you know go out and, and promote for a brand. Like that's that's the benefit of that. The key word you said was I was a cheer 
Peter. So after you're done, after you hang hang your uh, whatever pom-poms up, you can go do whatever you want to do. But when you're a part of the organization and they pay you, not much, but they pay you to be a brand of the organization, they, what they don't want is they don't want a sex scandal. They don't want a sex tape. They don't want Because the photos. NFL players can't control themselves. But no, not because of that. Because of the, of the branding If issue. they have it's to get a, kicked out of a restaurant because the NFL player walks it's, in. It's, what it's, that, what, 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 to me, when I hear that, what that says to me is that there were people who tried to get around that and wanted to fraternize with, with, with players because you can follow them on social media and you know where they're going. Who go, oh, I would just happen to be at Eddie V's when you showed up, Des Bryant. I didn't know you were going to be here. So it just prevents it prevents that and all from all happening like it's just a, a clean cut it is a because no one not everyone can follow the rules we're going to have a clear cut black and white rule system it is a blanket open door policy just to avoid any kind of weird <laughs> hang-ups or whatever i feel weird about getting in on this because i feel like i'm somehow going to get roasted in the comments say, now that all the men in the room have so have I, I'm, try, I'm trying to jump in but in a safe way and i can't figure out a way to do it um uh-huh. it's a very it's a, yeah it's true samantha it said and as a lady what do you what do you think well, I was waiting to jump in. Yeah, I was Sorry. Like, exactly. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know where the best place to cut in on this is. So, yeah, I was yeah. just listening and listening. Okay, so my big point is, if you take the cheerleader aspect of it, even society, if you look at a woman in a bikini in a beach, you're like, oh, that's acceptable. But if you see a woman in, you know, underwear in the middle of, of a field, you're going to be like, what the hell? That's yeah. not natural, right? So even that concept... It, it's it's crazy. It's ludicrous. It makes no sense. But taking it to another level, that's this. To me, honestly, she's she's way more provocative on the cheerleader as, uh, outfit yeah. than on the lacy thing. I think it's it's like when you said earlier uh, Monday when I was claiming that a certain uh, a certain professional sport is dumb because it seems too easy, and we'll talk about that later. That's not for this, but you guys pointed out you're like, well, that's the rules of that game in that specific instance. That's how that's played, so you can't compare that to other things. When it comes to this contract, like contracts are supposed to be to clearly define a rule set, right? If somebody has an opinion and they're firing her for it, clearly that was an outline correctly in a contract that's supposed to explain those rules, right? That's the issue, is that somebody is going back and saying, well, that crosses an invisible line that wasn't exactly set. That's yeah. the problem here, right? I mean, that's what this is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a moral turpitude part of a contract sure. where you can make that mean whatever you think it should mean, yeah. defined by whomever is defining it at the moment. I mean, right. the logical part of me says there's way more to this story than what meets the eye. Sure. I mean, who knows? She could have been a problem, and they're just looking for a reason to fire her. And then found, found one. Yeah. There, you're, 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 yeah. you're gone. But I, I like, because there's been a lot of other instances with a lot of other lawsuits, and I actually like what the Buffalo Bills have done. Which is? Uh, got rid of the whole thing altogether. There are mean? no more cheerleaders for the Buffalo Bills. They just don't do it. They just got rid of the whole program uh, because it was an People had been misusing the program. There were like girls who were like doing car washes and bikinis, and they're like, "What's the-? that?" That was my point from the very beginning. I think the NFL would be just fine if there were no cheerleaders allowed at all on the field. That's not what I'm there for. I don't go so I can watch the cheerleaders in skimpy gear dancing around. I want to watch the game, and so to me, it's a total side project, and it makes no sense. And I, I think like it objectifies in some way. If you want to do it, yeah, great. But I, I to totally me, agree. I, I, I go to the watch the NFL on, on Sunday to watch the players play and not have anything to do with, with the cheerleaders on the sideline. If you took those away today, 
I would be, be totally fine. I don't think there would be any change in the viewership or the ratings or the brands. It would be a lot cleaner. Uh, objectively, I agree. Like, obviously, the NFL would still exist. The majority of people watch the NFL on television, so it would still exist if a cheerleader didn't exist on the, on the sideline. I get that. The thing is, you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. The reason they're so well-known is because they are used as a promotional tool of the Dallas Cowboys. They, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders go out, they do charity, they do, they do promotional work, they go, you know, they go visit people in the hospital, things like that. Like there's, there is still a, a positive aspect of what they're doing. They're not just dancing on the sidelines to titillate the crowd. They're, they're another arm of the Dallas Cowboys to reach out into the community. And I think yeah. that I think there's value there. Obviously, if there wasn't value, they would just do away with them. But other teams have not. Are we? Are, am I getting? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Zach, I mean, I put it, put it. You're cut making it, too good of a point, point, sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and I, I agree with you. I think we can go back and forth again all day about trying to figure this out. Yeah. Ultimately, I think there, there does need to be better rules in place. You can't have a, a rule on a contract that says essentially, if we find it to be inappropriate, then it's inappropriate. There needs to be clear cut things. But uh, I, I would suggest just getting rid of all the programs altogether across the board and having a clean, clean, uh, you know, environment where it's just about the, the actual game. But that's just me. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have another hot topic that got uh, Zach in a tizzy earlier today uh, having to do with Alzheimer patients D- and fake cats. Yes. That, that, that <laughs> Coming back yeah. next on the Lunch Break Show. Back on the lunch break show, uh, I want to point out one comment um, that uh, Samantha talked about getting calendars uh, for all of us to do a sexy photo shoot for calendars. Uh, on board. My wife loves the idea, sure. but I will fight that as best as possible. You know, I wouldn't be against if it was retail $19.99. Really? Is that what we're worth, Samantha? $19.99? Come on. Come on. Yeah. That's uh, 20 Offensive. bucks for a calendar. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah. hey, that's pretty see, pricey for a calendar. If, yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're spending 20 bucks to see me in a two-piece, you got bigger problems. Is this a 12-month or 16-month? You're trying to yes. launder money some way if you spend $20. So, the story that got, uh, got Zach all fired up today accidentally accidentally uh is a story that came out and it was talking about this new thing that they're doing with alzheimer patients Mm -hmm. uh that instead of giving them real cats 
to comfort them and as like a, a therapy animal. Uh-huh. We're giving them uh, it said robotic. I'm not sure what that means. Robotic cats. Robotic cats. And for some reason, you put your flag in the sand and said this is inappropriate and this is wrong. Somebody's gotta. All right. Somebody's gotta defend these people. Okay. Let me begin this. Ar- <laughs> let me begin this by stating two things. Don't own a cat. Never had to interact with anybody really who has dementia. So let's get started there. I don't know what I'm talking about. The this perfect is a very, person to, cla- to exactly. talk about this. Disclaimer. I saw this headline and thought, this will be perfect to talk about. So here it is. Yes, dementia patients at a certain uh, care facility are, re- are being given robotic cats, right? That's the headline. My argument is, why don't they just give them real cats? Why Why robot cats? Because to me, what that seems like is, well, people with dementia don't know any better. Why do they deserve a full actual experience with a real animal. Just give them a fake one. They won't know the difference. And that just seems a little twisted to me. Like, really? We can't give somebody with dementia, like, an actual human connection with an animal? We have to give them a fake something and just let them believe that they're they're connecting with this thing? Like, that just doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem fair. That just seems oddly inhumane. So, go ahead. Yeah, what's what's the <laughs> counterpoint to this? So, the counterpoint to this is, again, I've never owned cats. Because there was at one sure. point in time in your argument that you are talking about training training cats. Yeah. Uh, and which Matt said is next to impossible No, you're not going to do. do it. It's not the same <laughs> as a therapy dog where you can train them to, to be and I cats. Can, yeah. Cats will behave in a... A, uh, a a certain spectrum of behavior, you can, but they're not going to yeah. do exactly right. what you I, think. I have trouble believing that, but I don't know enough about cat science to debate it. Yeah, so. you don't see cat guy. It's true. You don't guide see guide cats. cats. Sorry, yeah. That's yeah. fair. Cats. That's fair. Yeah, you don't. That's valid. But I have seen like small animals, specifically dogs, to be fair, uh, <laughs> that are used for like therapy. Like psychologists use them, right? They'll have them like they'll they'll have people who are really traumatized, maybe have PTSD, depression, that kind of thing. Sure. They'll have young, small, very small dogs that are real fluffy and big-eyed that they raise from birth to be just the most docile, sweetest dogs on the face of the planet, right? And they don't bark and they don't bite and they're just chill all the time and they just walk around with their fluffy tails and they're adorable. And whenever they're done using them, whenever these dogs are old enough, they sell them to people who uh, maybe have family members who have dementia or like young kids. Like these dogs offer something to society, I think. So I can get behind the idea of using animals as treatment, right? Animals as therapy. I think there's value there. Um, I don't see why we can't figure out a way to do that with cats and, and instead of giving people like robot cats like it just seems twisted the thing about it is is that it goes down to ease of use and and, al- so, and also perception perception that's a big part of it but so yes if so my grandmother uh had alzheimer's for the last 10 years of her life and she lived in the house with me and uh, with, well, obviously with my parents uh and it was it was challenging at the best of times mm-hmm. uh, because every day was a brand new day Every day was like Groundhog Day, start anew, who are you, what are you doing, how are you here? And it got to the point where every 10 or 15 minutes was a brand new day. And so some of the questions and concerns with having a real cat is if they're taking care of the cats, then that's a problem with feeding. That's that's an issue that they've had before in nursing homes and retirement centers is animals not being fed, not being taken care of. Right. And like you said, there's people there who take care of them. Who it is, it is a care facility. Yeah, they yes. can take, but that's not also not their job. But all, that's that's extra work. Extra like, work. Yeah. If, yeah. if you can get if you can get similar benefits from giving someone a fake cat, then 
the then having to add well now somebody's got to go clean up after the cat yeah somebody's got to uh make sure it's fed make sure it's watered make sure it doesn't scratch someone make sure yep. it doesn't bite someone yep. um then yeah i think i think if you can get 90 percent of the way there by just giving them a a cat that looks and feels more or less real then sure. I, th I think it's probably the better option i think if senior citizen homes can bring in like church groups and like young youth ministries and whatever to have kids like play board games with sure. older folks like that doesn't seem like too much of a juggle i'm not saying you'd have cats running around the, the, the hospice center just you know every once in a while bring them in for a few hours like that seems like a reasonable thing and that seems like just a better experience than holding a fake how cat about how about someone that has, you know, trauma with an animal that has been bitten, someone that has severe allergies? Sure. It, it kind of yeah. makes sense. It's just safer. And plus, can you imagine someone with reduced mobility yeah. going over, uh, like, a cat's tail? Can you imagine? <laughs> right. You know, sure. they didn't see it. Or well, I, think, I think the allergy point is probably a good one. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're in one of these facilities, you may have a lower immune system and so allergies could probably play exactly. a bigger part well than they have to serve these people food i'm sure they keep track of like peanut allergies right yeah. they, they're on file they're but, in a care center they have a record but peanuts can't walk from room to room Correct. right so it's one of those i think it's just one of those like it sounds inhumane but i don't think it's coming from a place of they won't know any better and we can trick them right like that would be cruel but it's for me it's coming from a hey how can we give them comfort give them ease and at the same time, not inconvenience anyone else. Right. And so that seems to be an overwhelming hate. And at first, we were kind of worried that these cats would look bad. But we've seen here on the stream that they they look fine. They look just like an actual kind of a cat. And you could tell that it's not real. But the fur's there. You you, you can see it. You can you can pet it. I'm sure it makes little like purry sounds. And that's really all that you want. Is there yeah. something to kind of yeah. interact with and, and to feel a connection with? And again, tomorrow's going to be a brand new day, and it's one of those deals like what's best for them right now. And, yeah. And that would be you know. Uh, Megan making the point on Facebook. You also have the vet bills, which if you if you have seven cats running around, that's seven different vet bills, and that's that can get very expensive. So if you can cut that out of the like that's just more money that doesn't have to be spent on caring for a live animal <laughs> this this does come from a very like ignorant i, I want to say hopeful but ignorant view of dementia because again i've never had to deal with anybody that has it but i look at the look at that woman on that stream holding the cat like do you think she really knows that's not a real cat probably not to her she thinks it is and like that's twisted to me that you <laughs> would mean, give yeah, that to I her i don't know that she thinks it's a real cat yeah, it's i don't not you, like you think she knows that's fake <laughs> like look at it she's know. cradling it in a blanket but man it's like not come like on. it's a jamie kennedy experiment you might pop out and go you've been punked it's you've not, been yeah, oh been it's not like that yeah it's just an easy way of dealing with them that they want to hold they want to you know and a normal cat was like hey, you know what i'm kind of done with you holding me yeah i want to get down but she may have had a good 10 hours more of uh, of uh, petting the cat. Yeah. Right. It's just something to do at the same time, right? They they probably think, oh, it's it's my cat. i got to care for it. And it's just keeping them focused, Right. I, uh, yeah. uh, someone posted online and said, you know what? Robotic cats sound pretty cool. And we're opening the door to a whole new thing. Uh, maybe Sign they, me up, please. Yeah, maybe they can start going to war instead of having live live <laughs> oh animals. Well, that's, yeah. that is another topic. Robot, robotic cats uh, off to invade because uh, I know that was probably my wife. It was, yeah. She's yeah. always to, to stress by seeing the dogs, the actual dogs that are in like the canine gear that go in and fight, uh, and she gets distressed. To, to be fair, yeah, another big part of this, I don't know how legit those robot cats are. Because I imagine a robot cat, I imagine like a 90s 
fake cat you right, get from like KB yeah, Toys. Yeah, with the like moves and like has light up eyes and makes a super fake. Like, it could be totally, totally legit. For Dude, all I've I know. been fooled by like fake cats in stores because they'll have them like sitting on a bed and they'll yeah. breathe and stuff like that. Yeah, when you get close enough to them, you can tell that they're not real. But I'm looking. I'll, I'll, I'll look for a couple of seconds and be like, is that? Is that a cat just hanging out on the shelf? There? Yeah, this is a totally like sidebar, uh, but in the same thing. In two thousand and like two or three, when I was in college, uh, we had a no pets policy in the dorms, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, but there was a person that I was friends with who her parents. She was a big dog and cat owner. And she wanted to have a cat there, made her feel better. Uh, her parents sent her, and it looks like it looked like a stuffed cat. And like it was in a sleeping position in a bed, yeah. And it looked real. The, everything about it looked real. Like it was just asleep, and that creeps me out. That like that, yeah. that bothered me a lot. Mm-hmm. That was just sitting in her room. Uh, it's one of those things that just kind of again a sidebar. And they but, have those that'll purr and breathe yeah. and things like that. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm out. Uh, take a quick break. We have another another fascinating headline that I want to dip Hot into. Topics all Hot day. topics. Yeah, we only have a few minutes, but I, we got to <laughs> at least read the headline of the story. Uh, how one man's pain medication may have changed his sexual orientation. Uh, we can't make this stuff up. Coming back on the real on the real news lunch break. Okay, we are back on the Lunch Break Show. Uh, again, we are broadcasting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here to Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Twitch. Twitch. So we're, uh, this is our first ever stream on Twitch. I have, I'm have. i going to sound old for a quick second. Uh, I think it's only for video gaming, but I saw that Conan o- yeah. O'Brien was doing it. So, you know what? Good enough for Conan O'Brien, who turns 55 today. Uh, good enough for us. Side note as well. Does he really? Yeah. How do you know that? Did you saw it somewhere? Well, when I was searching for how to find it, you know that that popped up. Conan O'Brien's today. fifty-five today. Wow, yeah, I didn't there you know go. That. It's also Superman's birthday. He's oh. eighty years old today. I've never seen the two of them in the same room. <laughs> there, I've said it. Uh, so this, the headline, and again, uh, this is one of those deals that we we're not going to like dig too much into. No, but I, I just want to read the headline and basically read the comments. Uh, the headline said, man declares he is now attracted to other men after taking painkillers. Yeah, I found this story, and I thought to myself, we can't talk about this on the lunch break. This will be odd, and people will be uncomfortable. And then I pitched it to Josh and Matt and Anna, and they, they were like, perfect. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it on the lunch break. Yeah, of course. It's one of the greats. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Scott Purdy, a 23-year-old guy out in, out in the UK, uh, dumped his girlfriend of six months after taking Pregabalin and realizing he was attracted to men. Pregabalin is also known as Lyrica here in the United States. It's an anti-anxiety, a little bit of an antidepressant. It's often prescribed for people with uh, paranoia. Um, and so, yeah, he starts taking this drug after a go-karting accident where he breaks his foot. And after six months, he's like, hey, uh, I think we should break up. I'm kind of in, into guys. 
What's intriguing to me about this is it's odd that a medication would just flip you right over to the other team, <laughs> right? It's a little curious. I can't um, imagine it's the medication's fault. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and my 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 spin on this is he says in this article he was he he says when I was younger I was a little bit curious, but for the most part been to women. I want to grab on that little bit curious bit. I think that's important that's because the key. right, this is a medication that kind of lowers anxiety and makes you cool to kind of things. I think he starts taking this and he kind of lets down some barriers and goes, you know what? Yeah, maybe I've been doing this all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't think if any of us were to take a pill, it would change our. I don't think our so. identity. The in, next in any lunch sort of break way. show. We're all, gonna, we're all going to take this pill and see what happens. Yeah, I, I did think it was sensationalist. Uh, this article also outlined that the people who make Lyrica are the same people who make Viagra. I don't think it's related. I think it's coincidental. Um, but hey, good for the guy, I guess, right? Yeah, no, he found he's found his true self. It's see, true for him. I'm way too skeptical. Okay. I think here's what happened. This go uh, karting stud uh, wanted out. <laughs> Of the relationship. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, he wanted out and couldn't think of a good way to break up with his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And so he goes, hey, you know what? These these pain pills actually um, actually have uh, turned me toward men, and I don't think we should be together anymore. So do you think he doesn't actually feel that way? No. I, I bet you in like four or five months, he conveniently took another oh, pill. Oh, they wore off. Yeah, that made oh. him back into women again. I, I, I just, I don't... I don't <laughs> I think it's kind of ridiculous. If that's what's happening here, I'd like to make a, make a case that Scott Purdy may be the modern George Costanza. Because that is <laughs> impossible. And the worst way that could blow up. There's an it's article. Great, yeah, that would be he posted great... about it on Facebook. Yeah, We're talking about it on the lunch break. Yeah, that, that, that took off. Yeah. I'm just saying, only really random, but... He wanted to dump the girlfriend and became famous and become famous. Mm. Uh, Unlikely mix. That's not how. Like, okay, so I'm gonna find these random situation where I become famous. And by he's, he's not. He's not like a 45. I mean, he's 23 years old. All right, he's younger than all of us. So I don't no. think this is really like that. I don't know why Lyrica got tied up in this whole thing, but I appreciate no. that he's pushing the blame onto a pill. <laughs> it's very big of him. No, it's not me. It's it's the medication's fault. Right. I, I gotta say. Also, at the same time, maybe he has such a judgmental family or surrounding or friends, all of that, that yeah. he's just like, I have to go the extra mile to explain There's why be some suddenly, why. exactly, sure. yeah. suddenly I'm like, girl, not into you anymore. Yeah. Pfizer was quick to jump on this, and I respect that. That is a company they were like, oh, that's <laughs> advertising. <laughs> yep, where can we get involved? Let's yeah. put out a statement. Yeah, and they yeah. said that... Uh, the, the things have been tested, and they, they haven't been known to happen, but uh, Lyrica's a great drug, and try it out. That was their... Oh, wow. <laughs> you never know what might happen. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you never know where you might go with Lyrica. So, so yeah. well, the fact that he's 23 kind of changes up for me a little bit. A I little think, bit. I think at 23, it's still not uncommon to have sure. uh, men or women, you know, still defining what their orientation, uh, still trying to figure out what what their I, feelings are. Yeah, I, um, I agree with Anna here that I think he probably felt this way anyway, and he was just looking for, he was looking for the exit door. Maybe if he right. didn't even know it. Maybe he didn't know he was looking for the exit door. Maybe it yeah. just happened. I don't know. But who would be more, who should be more embarrassed by this, Scott Purdy or the girlfriend? The girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. She was dating a 23-year-old guy who loved go-karts. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, she's the one that needs some medication. What is the last wrong about loving go-karts? No, well, yeah, when was the last no, time you were on. in a go-kart, hey, Well, a while. Right. Uh, Clearly. Also, he had a go-kart wreck. That doesn't mean he was in love with go-karts. Maybe yeah. it was such an <laughs> Flying awful around driver. That track. If you're 23 and you're in a go-kart, you're in love with go-karts. Dude, go-karts. I'll get in a go-kart today, right? Let's go. Uh, I will go for a go-kart race right now. 
So uh, we have a new email address as well. It is uh, Zach. Yes, uh, the lunch break at realnewspr.com. That's to remember. We would yeah. love, we would love your feedback, your comments, anything that you want to add. If you want to be a guest on the show, we would love to hear from you and have you come in and join the insanity that is the lunch break show every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here from twelve until one. Again, like, subscribe, and follow. See you guys on Friday.